Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. We appreciate you joining us once again. I'm meteorologist Jeff Forgeron, joined by Camilla Ortiz. Hey, Camilla. Hi, Jeff. And our chief meteorologist, Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Hey, a good Thursday afternoon to both of you. I see a little bit of sunshine out there, which is nice. A little bit. Yeah. You know, this was uh, day two in a row that I walked the dog in shorts, and it was nice out what? there. Wait, in shorts, yeah. really? In the 50s? I'm telling you, the 50s <laughs> of the new 70s. Given, that seems given how excessive, Jeff. <laughs> no, given how this year has been playing out, 50s of the new 70s, period. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, uh, speaking of that, we're still in this cool kind of stretch of weather. We did have some nicer days the past couple of days with highs in the mid to upper 50s. We're recording this, by the way, on March 30th, in case you're catching this a day or two late. But, yep, we're finishing up a cool and wet month of March. Camilla, you have some of the stats pulled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's talk about it. Yeah, so the coolest since 2012, coolest March since 2012, uh, about a little over three degrees cooler than normal. And uh, it's kind of amazing when you look at our almanac uh, graphic that shows you kind of all the cooler than average days, warmer than average days. We've only had six days warmer than average. Everything else is just cooler than average. So uh, definitely a, a chillier than normal month. Yeah, we had that week in the middle of the month where I was like, okay, all right, things a little more reasonable. We're getting some some 60s. Remember, the temperatures kept overachieving a bit. Yeah. Um, and that was nice mid-month. But um, what did you say? Oh, coolest since 2012. I, I know Salem, it's the coolest since the mid-80s. Right? Wow. Yeah, 1985. So coolest March, at least at this point. We'll see what the next, well, two days do today and tomorrow. But, yeah, pretty chilly stuff for sure. Yeah, I feel hey. bad. I feel like I kept seeing, like, things on social media people going like it's here like spring's finally here you know and like posting oh. pictures of the sunshine it's like oh no no just you yeah. wait yeah we've gone through yeah. like five fake springs so far and, yeah um so winter number 20 is coming back uh, starting tomorrow everybody <laughs> right. ready for that one um uh, yeah we've yeah. got another pretty significant pattern change coming our way after a couple of mainly dry days we've had some isolated showers uh, today but uh tomorrow yeah, a bona fide cold front is going to move back into the region, um, and that's going to bring significant rain and mountain snow, especially mountain snow. And um, it's it's been a really good uh, wet season for the snowpack in the state of Oregon and southern Washington. Um, we were just talking about that before we launched the podcast. Guys, I'm sure you have some of the numbers pulled up, but it looks like every basin in Oregon is well above average for this time of year. Right. Yeah. 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 It's pretty amazing to see the numbers. I think 140 to 180% for, for everybody in the Southern half of the state. And uh, I was pulling up numbers. I went back, I think 10 years back to 2013 and it's basically the best that it's looked down there. Uh, really overachieving as far as snow water equivalent in the last 10 years. And we've had some really, really, yeah, yeah. We've had some bad ones too. Uh, I mean, Last year, every it was twenty to seventy percent down there. Uh, what else was a really bad year? Oh. Twenty fifteen was a really yeah. bad year. We had two warm winters. Well, mm-hmm. fourteen fifteen and fifteen sixteen were probably pretty rough. Yeah, but then Mark, we were mentioning twenty nineteen was was a pretty good year. I think I was seeing one hundred twenty five to one hundred sixty percent for the range. But so we're still doing better than that now. But uh, why was that? What what happened in twenty nineteen? I uh, was that it. Oh, that was our first La Nina year, right? Wait. 18, 19, 19, 20. No. 
What year was that? It's I've already forgotten. So that was the year before. I kind of put you on the spot. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, boy, I don't, I don't remember what was going on. It must have been a cool spring, I guess, or February, yeah. March. Must. Oh wait a minute. I'm sorry. You you just said 2019, didn't you? Was that when we got that really big? Cold. Like just a, yeah, in February. January or in February. Yeah, yeah that well, was it. February turned very chilly. That was that's right. I think that was an El Nino year. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a mild winter, and then late in the winter, boy, late February and March. I think that's right. That's Mid-March, when I got here. That, yeah, that remember yeah. how chilly was? Remember there yes. was snow cover east of the Cascades. We kept trying for fifties in Portland, and it should have been in the fifties in early March, and we couldn't get out of the forties, even though it was sunny because. Uh, the cold, the wind was still coming through the gorge from that snow-covered terrain east side. That's right. I remember that was one of the only times I've seen water or um, uh, ice on the waterfalls in the gorge in the month of March, mm-hmm. in the early mm-hmm. part of the month. That, yeah, that's so when I that's drove in. I was yeah. moving into Oregon. I came via Idaho. I mean, I was driving from basically Texas, but yeah, I came from eastern Oregon, and everything was white out there. And then I came through the gorge, and yes, there were frozen waterfalls. There was snow on each side of the gorge uh, down pretty low so yeah that was an interesting year um snow so we're we're talking about how good our snowpack is in the state of oregon i just wanted to comment on the sierra nevada um i think statewide the sierra nevada has is experiencing its greatest snowpack in history in recorded history and the southern sierra nevada are is experiencing like 300 percent of the normal snowpack that's amazing wow yeah so, and how I mean, about the the flooding that's going to be coming up? I was reading about that. That's really interesting. That all that water has to come down into the um, southern Central part of the Valley. Central Valley, and yeah. there, and those fields are already flooded. Yeah, I mean it's filling a, basically a dry lake bed there. Um, like yes, a, a dry lake bed is basically re-energizing, or it's being refilled, and there's a new lake all of a sudden down there. So, um, yeah, up and down the West Coast, aside from Washington, I mean Washington hasn't seen quite uh, near the the amount of precipitation. Uh, that right, areas right. south have but it's been a really interesting wet season and again we're not done we've got winter storm is it a winter storm watch still or was it upgraded they to just upgraded it's a winter storm warning for the cascades yeah. just upgraded and that's still above three thousand feet so initially i think this is going to be a i mean it's going to be kind of kind of warm but then the snow levels are going to be dipping down um let's do winter. some model talk jeff let's do, let's some do model it talk. let's 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 go <laughs> so, for it I got a little tiny post-it note with a bunch of little tiny figures on it. Uh, I looked at three different models of Wharf GFS, highly gold standard of Northwest forecasting. Uh, up in, at Government Camp, it has one to three inches, and I give ranges for this model because uh, we don't get a specific point forecast. You just you know look at the map. But uh, one to three inches of snow Friday, ten to fifteen Saturday. These are both these are ending about five p.m. each day. So ending five p.m. Saturday, there's ten to fifteen more inches. Uh, and then ending 5 p.m. Sunday, an additional 8 to 12 inches. So that's 20 Ooh, to 30 wee. inches spread over three days. Dang. And there's a bit more on Monday. Um, graph model, our model, the IBM model, has 3 to 5 inches, similar on Friday. Uh, 15 inches on Saturday and 7 inches. Oh, wait, but on Sunday it ends at 7 a.m., minor detail. Mm, but so range. 7 inches, so let's assume there'll be another foot there on Sunday. So uh, that would give about 26 inches. Okay, that's the same as the wharf, 20 to 30 inches. Uh, and the Euro, four inches on Friday, 13 inches Saturday, and seven inches Sunday, which would give 24 inches. So they're all between 20 and 30 inches at government camp Friday, Saturday, Sunday. With a wow. large, a good chunk of that is Friday night, Saturday morning. So Camilla and I were debating uh, yesterday whether we should do a first alert weather day for the Cascades. Um, yeah, we might do it. We might do it. I, I don't know. It's kind of old news this time of the year. I get tired of it. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, it's like, eh, I'm ready to move on. It's April, but maybe we might do a first alert weather day on Saturday at least. Yeah. It, 
it would make sense because I can see uh, a a lot of people going up for hopefully some skiing and snowboarding, but I could see some delays or some closures of some of the lifts given the wind and the the snow. But we also have some people traveling back and forth, kind of finishing up their spring break and going over the or Cascades. beginnings. Could or be beginning. beginning Washington spring break. You're oh, right. Yeah. You're right. So. I could see reason to not do it. I could see reason to do it. Um, but the whole point of the first alert weather day is to just give you fair warning that something really inclement or impactful is going to uh, be effect- or developing in some part of the state. Uh, this one is going to be the Cascades. The coast range looks like it's under a winter weather advisory. So that's kind of just below a winter yeah. storm warning. And, you know, the last couple of winter storm warnings in the coast range have been a little under underwhelming I've, i was going to ask you about that jeff last weekend yeah. when i drove over a you know snowpack roads in the cascades i wondered what it did during those cold showers in the coast range what did, did you go back and forth saturday and yeah. sunday last week so, what did so, you find so i've gone through in two, so the last two winter storm warnings i've driven through the coast range highway 26 so the highest points of um highway over the coast range and um the first one was very uneventful we had just slushy or wet roads and most of the snow was on the sides of the roads this last one um, there were, there was actually about a mile or two stretch. I think it was near like the David Douglas park or the sunset rest area that had pretty snow covered roads, but you know what? We're getting into the time of year mark where it's really hard at 1500 feet or below for that snow to yeah. stick on those roads during the day. So it, it's like a brief nighttime, early morning thing. And then it melts away during the day. Yeah, I got two thoughts on that. Well, two thoughts in general. One is, um, yeah, it's just that time of the year. Unless we're, it's pretty much a nighttime thing over the coast range, late night, early morning, then it's fine. So I don't think we're going to do a first alert day for the coast range. The second thought, unrelated to that, is don't uh, don't fiddle with your uh, your audio on your um, your iPhone or whatever phone you're listening to this on. We do a background noise. Camilla's in the studio, and we have some oh, yeah. big breaking news. We're not really commenting on that, but a big breaking news, so the newsies are all excited. This is Thursday afternoon about 3 o'clock. So. Glad you yeah. addressed the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, obviously it's hard for me to tell how much background noise is coming through. Can you guys really hear it? <laughs> well, our viewers oh, are yeah, I can hear joining. Bit, yeah. uh, wow. Our viewers are basically in the studio right now um, listening in. So, yeah, we can hear plenty. Um, oh, okay. But it's, it's okay. It's not too distracting. Then okay, again, good. Mark and I are used to background noise being in the studio every day. So, yeah, um, that's fair. Okay, so we've talked about the fact that we have another, you know, rain and mountain snow event coming in Friday to Sunday. It'll sort of taper off early next week. Midweek, are we still looking dry next week, guys? Yeah. Camilla? What, yes, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. So, Jeff, what I was noticing is I think the showers might linger a little bit longer on Monday. Like, it's just kind of, like, slow to move out. But then it does look like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are trending drier and drier. So I went and I went 60 degrees for Thursday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because isn't that about the average by next Thursday? It isn't is. That average yeah, high? it should be. Yeah. 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 And I said. I, I'm I looking know. at the Euro ensembles, and there's a clear there's a clear trend for some sort of ridging of the towards the end of next week. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder. Um, it looks like there's a pattern change into more like mid-spring type weather, maybe starting that next weekend. Thank there's goodness. There's a lot of, I mean, I j- just looking at several, oh, why am I looking at Aurora? I meant to look at Portland. We ensembles, Aurora, but, the morning or overnight, overnight ensemble guidance was suggesting that same thing, like a nice slow warm up, drying mm-hmm. out for several days in a row. Um, man, it's going to feel, 
it's just gonna feel amazing. Glorious. Our, the fifty-eight Glorious degrees would be the word. Yeah. The the fifty-eight degrees that we hit in Portland and Salem yesterday felt like seventy degrees. I'm telling you. Uh, just, yeah. No, it did feel good. For we've sure. all we've all just gotten used to how cool and wet it's been, and so it uh, it makes those warm and sunny days uh, even more impressive. Um, I'm looking at the um, oh well first I'm looking at the wrong model. Good lord. Okay, I can't do two things at once apparently. I was looking at the Canadian. I love the Canadian, but um, okay now I'm looking at the Euro. And um, do you feel like you're on the computer with me, folks? Yeah. Uh, the older guy, yeah. it's a little slow. Uh, uh, Euro's bringing, Euro has an average 850 millibar temp from, from the end of next week through the beginning of the following week. So kind of the, let's say, 7, 8, from about day 7 or 8 from now until about day 12 or 13. Um, it's got the average 850 millibar temp above zero, which is, a, which is nice. nice. So that means there's to... plenty of members well above that. So that'll get us way into the 60s and probably that would be our first 70s for sure, I would think. Um, that, that'll get us to 70 and beyond in April. Is that like, so, what, the 12th? Nice. That's, or that's like the 6th to the Yeah, kind of 11th. the 9th. I'd say the, 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 the uh, 7th is Friday, so 7th, 8th, 9th. Yeah, that second weekend of April could be a lot different. Might be much different than what we're having this weekend. That could be our first spring weekend, you know, where it's like birds are singing, everybody's happy. Lawnmowers. Jeff yeah, I, is walking. His sound dog. of lawnmowers. Which actually, yeah, I want to pull up our first seventy degree in Portland graphic. Because when does it usually happen? April third. Oh. Early April is March twenty ninth. No, I think it's I, well. It's oh, we have a oh, we have a disagreement. It says usually around May tenth, according to this graphic no I pulled up. No way. Well, who made that? Graphic? But that's no from way. the average from nineteen eighty one to two thousand ten. Well, well, it says May. <laughs> Well, we're going to need to do sense. some investigation. That doesn't make sense because I'm seeing a lot of I'm seeing a lot of Aprils here I'm pulling in it up. recent years. There's Wait, no first seventy or first eighty? First seventy. No way. Mm-mm. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Because the first sixty is in on average is February. Average. First I thought the 70. average first seventy is like March 29th. I have that in a graphic somewhere. Folks, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to let you know if there's any fake news involved here, I got and it. if somebody's been messing with the data. All right. Someone's messing with the data. I'm going to send average out an email. first 70 degree reading is April 2nd. The latest Where'd you on, find that? Uh, on the Portland, Cite your Clim- sources. Portland Climate Book, and this is oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so average first is April 2nd at PDX. The latest on record was May 8th. So there's no way <laughs> that, it, that our average is. Yeah, what the? Maybe this graphic was recycled and not <laughs> but, like the wording edited <laughs> or somebody you know, i'll tell you guys and i've warned you sometimes i'll get part way into graphic like i'm going to work on this and then i'm like i get called you know something happens i gotta i gotta do something in the show i don't come back to it so what you guys would see or anybody else would see is oh this updated graphic mark finished um but i only got part way through it so maybe it was meant to be the first 80 title of like the average first 80 would be like early may title title of this podcast is mark is losing his marbles that could be it. Help. Somebody help <laughs> Talk us. to my kids. They would say the same thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll move on. Um. <laughs> I'd like to make an apology, a public apology right here since we're talking about inter-office issues. Oh. Um, Jeff let me know. I think it was either email or text this morning. I mean, like at 3 a.m. when, Camilla, you were sleeping and I, I was sleeping too, that we never did ARC yesterday, which is our web. Um, what? We never put in the web forecast. Anybody that went to our website found Jeff's for 24 hours straight. <gasps> well, oh, Mark, that's terrible. That's two embarrassing, th- actually. Two, two things on that. that two things on that. One, I'm holding out information that you guys also forgot something else, but I'm not going to blast it on, 
on this podcast. Second of all, we did engage. the app numbers. Oh, shoot. We forgot the app. Mark. Did we forget that? I didn't do it. Oh. I thought I had that checked off. We have a checklist, folks. Here's the thing, guys. I, did you hear the standby? I, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to throw Mark under the bus here, but he did have the sheet and did the forecast yesterday. Yeah. So Mark is Man, losing is his sloppy. marbles. Here's the Sloppy thing. Work. I am much more passive aggressive when I haven't had all my coffee yet. And this was, I oh. sent that, what did I sent that at? Like, I sent that at like 2.45 in the morning, Mark. Well, you keep talking. I'm going to find it because I deleted it immediately. Let's see. Oh, oh man. Jeff, He's... did you just send it to Mark? Oh, yeah, just to Mark. Yeah, I didn't oh, want to. Oh, my gosh. I was like, it wasn't to be you mean. Being pro- no, no, you were being professional. I appreciate that. I just three? wanted him to know. Let the record show it was 3.23 a.m., it, let me read Jeff's note <laughs> once do. again. No, I'm just kidding. It says no. <laughs> doesn't look like doesn't look like web forecast in parentheses note was updated yesterday afternoon period. <laughs> that's it. That's oh, the whole note. Okay. That's I, three three twenty three a.m. I wow. figure Mark wants to know all. And this is just part of the log. I'm just logging yes, information right. here. Yeah. Paper trails yeah. are important. Do we have any other apologies? <laughs> Camilla? Any, I'd like, any, to, I mean, I'd like to formally apologize for saying we would hit 70 degrees this week in our last podcast. <laughs> Oops. Well, you tried. Uh, Try it again next week. You're wishing it into <laughs> existence, and I think everybody appreciates you trying. So Yeah, thanks. thanks. I bet we hit 70 by March. I mean, I'm sorry, by April uh, 7th. By March. <laughs> Is that next Friday? Shoot, we have one more day, sir. We have one more day. <laughs> one, yeah. two, so a week, a week from tomorrow. I bet we hit seventy by next Friday. Okay. okay. I'm, I won't be. It, I'm on down, vacation, folks. so um, yeah. I feel good I about that one. Yeah, yeah, I could get on board with that one. Um, okay. we're okay. So we're we're coming off of this triple dip La Nina. That's my band name. Yeah. Um, wow. And the trip dip. Uh, have you heard any rumblings about El Nino? Yeah. Let's. I've got some rank speculation, let's say, Okay. about uh, the upcoming. Uh, it looks like we're probably going to go into an El Nino. That's that's what we're kind of seeing. Here's the deal. So there's long range modeling um, and there's what's called the spring. So every month you get uh, fresh models from all these different climate models and long range seasonal type models. And they all say, you know, La Nina is pretty much gone and that we're heading towards a, at least Enso neutral, which is El Nino Southern Oscillation neutral, which is neither La Nina or El Nino. But quite a few of the models are suddenly saying, hey, we've got El Nino coming for uh, late summer or some at some point in the summer and into the fall and next winter. Some of them have a pretty powerful El Nino, but we have to be really careful in the springtime because it's called the spring forecast barrier. It's just That's barrier. Right. It's just known that uh, it's just known, you know, March, April, May, maybe into June, but March, April, May models uh, they tend i forget there's a reason for it uh, i think it's because of some sort of seasonal change but we can't say okay the models are all going el nino we're going to go for it it's going to happen um so we will see once we get to by the time we get to june then it becomes more obvious like okay models are doing better and i think by that time we'll find out if we have a big or big or just an average looking el nino but it, it appears possibility is that we're going to have an el nino heading into the fall and winter in the tropical pacific that's warming of water in the tropical Pacific, and the Australian Bureau of Meteorology, they have put out an El Nino watch. They're kind of wow. really in tune with that because that's closer to their area, you know, the tropical Pacific. Eastern yeah. tropical Pacific because it could – I mean – Well, they are in the western tropical Pacific. What? It, You're talking – so El Nino is a warming of the sea surface temperatures in the eastern tropical Pacific. Well, in central too. I mean each one's different. Central and eastern, central yeah. Too. Yes. yeah. But not – we're, we're but not – I'm just saying – 
they are close. Oh, I'm sorry, Tropical Pacific, yes, and they are closer to it than us, so they've they've always kind of been more in tune with this southern oscillation. Right. And uh, well, an El Nino typically means well, it can lead to more drought for Australia, right? I think that's correct. Is that right? Yeah. Because then right? it's it's typically wetter for the west coast of South America, right? Typically. I'm drawing a blank. Could Isn't be. It sounds good. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not saying no. I just don't. I don't know. That, if you've heard that, that sounds great. I think so. Well, I know it affected the shrimp population. That was like initially the big, the big thing. Fishing off of was it South America. You're right. Does it turn wetter in Peru and like uh, Ecuador? I think you might be right, Camilla. Maybe I have heard that in the past. Yeah. I do know. Boy, it's interesting. When I went back and looked at this, let's say we have a strong El Nino. This is this rank speculation, okay? If we have a strong El Nino, I went back and looked at our strong El Nino years, and just because most of these I kind of remember, it's like, wow, we have a lot of um, really mild winters in those Uh-oh. years when it's strong El Nino, where it, basically the, the southern, the subtropical jet is moving up into our area more often. Yeah. Doesn't mean it'll necessarily be drier or wetter than normal, but um, we tend to have, um, you know, just a lot of a lot of miles of lots of fifties in the winter time. That doesn't mean we can't get a four day snowstorm in the middle. Right. But um, I just see a lot of those have really mild winters and that probably, I, I know I'm going way out on the limb now, but like I said, this is just speculation. Uh, we are overdue for a pretty mild February or early March, you know, where we have the, the false spring. It, those have ta- tend to happen in those. That split, that years. split flow p- pattern that you love to talk about. Oh, that's right. We do get the split flow, and we do also tend to get more, in many of these El Ninos, a lot more east wind because we have more areas, of, uh, high pressure will sit over us for longer periods. Oh, yeah. But like, east wind in the winter. Mark, Inversions. I, th- I think it's good that you're kind of like, you know, putting an asterisk or like just kind of saying this could happen, and it's it's not a guarantee that we're going to have a mild winter. Just like this was a, our third, El Ni- or third La Nina year in a row, and southern and central California got hammered by yes. rain and mountain snow. And that's not typical for La Nina. I mean, I think there are more years in La Nina where um, you see a drier than normal yes. winter in the Southwest. And, you know, the, the flip happened this year, the flip side or the opposite happened this year. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to get through spring. We'll have to see um, if this truly does become an El Nino or an extreme El Nino event. And then, um, yeah, we'll just have to watch how it plays out up north. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, – Anything else you guys want to include in this podcast? I mean, we haven't done complaints. Anybody it, complaints? Anyone? Oh, <laughs> oh, we can lodge complaints during the yeah. podcast. <laughs> complaints, comments, concerns. How's the for- Jeff? Did you get any of those uh, Girl Scout cookies? Did you? I, I meant to leave a note that said you're, it's okay if you have some. See, I, I saw the box were. and I didn't know if I was allowed to touch them. But Andy, I'm sorry. Andy Carson went right for them. He's like, "Did you get oh, any of those?" Him. And I said, "No." Good. And he was like, "Well, I did." So that. <laughs> Don't That's worry, great. he got well, some. Community property, if you leave it sitting out, folks. We polished them off in the evening, so. Since well, we... Camilla polished them off <laughs> because she burned about 6,000 calories in one day. You know, Jeff, this is a funny story. I know Camilla doesn't, she doesn't like to brag, but I'm going to brag for her. Oh, no. Uh, or maybe this is what, kind she, of crazy. She ran 20 miles yesterday? Is that what you're going to brag about? No, no. She ran 22. Oh, gosh. Um, so she runs 22 miles, and I remember at one point when she's getting dressed you know, to go on air, she goes, I am not wearing heels today. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you should be in a wheelchair. Um, just, I mean, because your legs would be sore. I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah, I, yes. I would be um, in a coma. So, yeah, isn't that amazing that we have a coworker that can – it's just like this human endurance machine that can go out, run almost a marathon, then just come in and casually go about an eight-hour day, although continuously eating, but um, go through an eight-hour day. 
it's it is impressive uh, i am i love to brag about you camilla even though i have nothing to do with your marathon workouts but you know what let's talk about drew too i know drew does like half the running yes. that you do but drew is also pretty no, impressive no. Yeah, he's working really hard. He'll be running the Eugene Marathon, so he's been putting in some awesome mileage as well. So, yeah, and it's our marathons are pretty close to each other because I've got Boston coming up in just a couple weeks, and oh. I think Eugene is just the following weekend. So, Camilla, is your husband going to be running? Nope, but he's just coming to uh, cheer and support and hang Cause, out. Because if you guys don't know, Camilla's husband is also – really impressive for running um, yeah he's a freak he's the real runner in freak, the household freak is a good thing by the way Jeez. amazing <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, anywho uh stay warm out there during this this pattern change and eventually mid to late week of next week we're, we're gonna get another round of spring weather so just hold on tight it's coming eventually um and eventually this winter will peter out and uh you know we'll have consistent warm and sunny days um, but anyways, thanks for joining us on episode 48 of the Fox 12 weather podcast. <laughs> I think I've said that two weeks in a row, but this was truly episode 48 and <laughs> the Mark real 48. A, yeah. Mark had a numbering issue, but yes, it, it, yes. Last week was 47. This is 48. We've all confirmed that. So that's good. Yep. So thanks for joining us again and we'll be talking to you soon. Have a good one. Weatherman, weatherman, we can't allow any further delay.